All right. Now it is time for our bonus segment for Slate Plus members. Hello there, members. And we're going to talk about Abby Wambach's new book, Forward, the big revelation in there, Stefan, is that she revealed her uh, troubles with alcohol and pills. She had a DUI uh, earlier this year, correct? Mm -hmm. And she describes that in the book as a moment of clarity and truth. There have been some excerpts that have appeared online. She's done press for it. Stefan, you're a longtime Abby Wambach critic. How have you felt about her uh, book tour and what you've seen of the book itself? I've read the few of the excerpts of the book. I have not read the book. Josh, have you read the book yet? Not read the book yet. yet. Read some excerpts. Yeah. Not read the book yet. We have the book. Have the book. Well laid out. A lot of letting. Yeah. Short chapters. Each chapter given uh, a negative or a, a adjective that has been used to describe her over the years. Um, yeah. Well, it seems to me that Abby Wambach said she got this book deal before the DUI. And in some of the press um, interviews that she's done, she has talked about how that revelation changed the tenor of the book and it gave her an ending and it and it allowed her to to explore more deeply some of these thoughts. And I wonder what this book would have been like, because clearly if the DUI was in the spring and the book is out and it's just September, um, there was some heavy duty rewriting, adding, changing to um, to acknowledge the 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 uh, her drug and alcohol um, past, um, which makes me wonder what this book would have been like. Had she not been arrested for DUI, had she made it home that night? Because clearly from her descriptions, this was a serious problem in her life. Her friends at one point, uh, uh, Sydney LaRue, yeah, Sydney LaRue, her teammate on the national team at one point feared that she had overdosed. Uh, she had difficulties in, in her marriage, which she attributed to, to her behavior. This was going on for a long, long time. Um, and yeah, a public event like a DUI can offer clarity to people and allow them to sort of recognize how far they have fallen. Um, but she went along with this for, for, for many, many years, even as she describes it, was very, very well aware of, of what was going on in her life. Forward. It works on so many levels. The statement about the DUI was the best thing that ever happened to me. And then her further statements that I've never looked back. I don't know. It just seems like a non-introspective person trying to spin something uh, the best way. I didn't read the book either. I've read some excerpts. I heard the Terry Gross interview. Um, I didn't think it was a bad interview. I thought that, you know, she put into uh, words pretty well. What's it like to be an athlete who doesn't have the uh, soccer, doesn't have the sport that she that founded her identity on? But I, you know, I always thought that Arby Wambach as a player was a force for good. And she tried to hold on for too long. But athletes do that. And it's really the coach's responsibility to say, no, go away for a little while. So I didn't come into this resenting Abby in any way. But, um, you know, maybe there was, uh, then again, I didn't examine her too deeply. Maybe mm -hmm. I wasn't looking under the rock, Stefan. Maybe not. I mean, my dislike for Abby Wambach was based on two things. One, her refusal to own up about concussions and the risks that, uh, that, that entailed her particular brand of playing. She scored, you know, dozens and dozens of goals with her head. And that's what she became known for. And after she suffered a concussion that I wrote about extensively for Slate, um, she wouldn't come clean. And, and it took a long time for the league to come clean too. And you felt she had a responsibility given, um, the role that 
these players have as role models. I do. Yeah. And that the, the so much of a big part of the fan base for the U.S. women's national team and women's soccer is younger girls. Uh, young Would you girls hold a football player trying to argue his way back into the game or denying it to the same standard? Um, maybe not. You know, I've been inside a football locker room. I understand how that 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 uh, that culture operates, and I would say so. That, isn't that unfair to Abby? No, I don't think it is because I think that there's a recognition in women's soccer, and for 25 years, the argument in women's soccer has been that the reason we are where we are, and one of our the central obligations and driving forces of what we do is that we are here to promote the sport as it's played by children. And I know there's always been a lot of sort of double standard when you say those sorts of things. You're, you're trying to deny girls the opportunity to play. I say that you have a higher standard and a greater obligation because you've recognized and acknowledged that this is a founding principle of what you do. That could be unfair and also true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe double standard, as they say, maybe if maybe if that's the founding principle. Well, you know, setting aside that we're talking about a gender difference, uh, maybe it can be true if the entire gestalt of women's soccer embraces that. But with uh, within that continuum, you have players and people associated with it who buy into it 100 percent. And then you have players who don't. And if some of the players who don't maybe are uh, Abby Wambach types mm -hmm. who are uh scoring headers that put the U.S. into the finals and, uh, in a sense, her play on the field advances the United States and brings the the team and the sport so much more exposure, she does her part that way. Yeah, she does. Um, and I'm not saying that, they, that they're mutually exclusive, though. And I, nor do I believe that they're mutually exclusive in football. There's nothing stopping a, a, a player who is concussed from saying, you know, I made a mistake and I should have come out of the game or that I'm glad we have these these higher standards. I mean, what could be better than a sport that says we have higher standards? But we're getting sidetracked from Abby Wambach. Well, it would be book. nice if they did, but I but we understand if they don't. Do you not? But you understand that with Abby, you're just what, disappointed with her or think there is a hypocrisy there? Yeah. Okay. Or it just means that he doesn't uh, like her yeah. as much as the other players. I'm a, so well, I, give I, me some I, other reasons. Give me some other reasons. I gave you two. Those are my two reasons. Okay. Also, the oh. fact that I felt that that among her generation of members of that team, there was a an open sort of disdain for the generation that came before them. They were trying to get out from under the legacy of the Mia Hamm crowd, and they didn't do it in the most graceful way and may have actually been uh, – Disrespectful you know. to Mia. That's, a, That's part three. Mm -hmm. That's part yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, anytime an athlete writes a memoir like this, there is going to be a press – tour and you know the terry gross interview got attention christina cotarucci wrote about this on slate for terry gross asking her about whether she needed to have sex with a man to know that she was a lesbian um, that 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 um christina cotarucci article incensed me really insofar as it didn't even acknowledge that abby's answer was yeah and she explained why <laughs> and i haven't read the book but there are I mean, as an interviewer who asks questions that sometimes get criticized for not being the height of uh, sensitivity and yet yields good answers, I'm going to jump to Terry Gross's defense on that one. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, very good. <laughs> yes. Acknowledged. Good job. Good job answering my question. Um, <laughs> but I guess there is sensitivity around the question of – you don't want to accuse somebody of using like really bad stuff that's happened in their life to promote books. And it is possible and probably even likely that the revelations that she's made just as coming out 
did will, you know, help people who are dealing with Absolutely. alcohol and drug problems. And so I think we're able to separate out any kind of, uh, you know, just because, on the, you know, sympathy, I'm babbling here. for who? For her. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean, doesn't mean that we have to like her to, like, empathize with her. No, that she was addicted to something it, and had to terrific problems in her life. And is, to think it's brave that, you know, she's That done. she was able to talk about them and to accomplish what she has. Absolutely. I have no problem with that. We're so open-minded here on the show. Yeah. And so, so complex with our shades of gray. All right. I think we're done with this. Mike? <laughs> okay. On the other hand. <laughs> yeah. Nah. My, my astrological sign is Gemini. And I have yes. true twin personalities always at odds with each other. On my right shoulder, purchase responsible, dedicated, intense Abby. Serious about honing her technique and maintaining her fitness. Always cognizant of her growing role as a leader on the team. On the left, whispering loud enough to fill both ears, is bad, rebellious, chill Abby, who argues with skillful conviction that if she lets soccer supplant every aspect of her being, she will not be able to play at all. Athletes are fucked up, man. I think that could be the conclusion here. All right. I think horoscopes are fucked up. <laughs> Do you like Megan Rapino, uh, Stefan? Do you think she's legit? I think she is legit. I've never felt that she's a phony. Let's I felt that Avi was kind of a phony. All let's right. go through the list. Carly Lloyd, yeah. phony or legit? <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's save that for another day. Uh, yes. Thank you, Slate Plus members, and we'll be back with more next week.